All right, Nico, can you say welcome to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies? It's a happy episode. Um, happy babies. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Capuana Center. And this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe, gentle, natural birth. And that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more gently and healthily so you can start off your family experience more powerfully than if it's full of stress and trauma and other health concerns. So... If you are a fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And also, if you haven't rated reviewed the podcast and you've enjoyed it and gotten value of it, that will really help me out because that will allow this podcast to reach more and more parents like yourself that might be missing out on this type of information and helping them along their parenting journey. So thank you in advance for that, and thank you if you already have rated and reviewed. And on today's episode, I'm happy to have Michelle Muller here. She is the co-founder of a company called Little Spoon, and it makes healthy, organic baby food that can be delivered right to your door. And I was introduced to Michelle a while ago. Another guest that was on the podcast introduced us, um, kind of in a good people should know good people type of sense. And over time, her company has grown and grown and grown, and now it's a national delivery service and I wanted to bring her on so she could share with you not just about her company but about first foods um, introducing them to the kiddos and how important two things are one the nutritional content which I'm sure all moms know but also introducing them to many varieties of food and the spices and how that shapes their palate I think that's a really important concept and one that when you're making all of your baby food yourself, you tend to make the easy ones and maybe some of that palate um, variety is lost. So she's going to be sharing a lot of information about that. Now, I'm a big fan of her company, Little Spoon. In the interview, it might sound like I'm plugging her company. I do not get any payment uh, if you use her service at all. I'm just a really big fan because I remember we were committed as parents, and I really should say Effie was committed as parent, uh, to Nico to make all of his food um, organic, fresh, and I know how time-consuming it was, and it was a labor of love for Effie. I'm so glad that she did it, but if Little Spoon was around, I definitely would have used it because it would have saved us a lot of time. So she's going to share that kind of information with you in a moment, but let me um, take a break um, to take this message, and then we'll come right back and introduce you to her and get to the interview. Hi, it's Dr. J, and I am so excited to announce to you that my new online program is now available. It's called Connecting with Baby During Pregnancy, and what it's going to do is going to teach you methods proven by the latest research in pre- and perinatal psychology and epigenetics that are going to allow you to have not only a calmer and more relaxed pregnancy, 
and to have a gentler, more natural birth. But on the other side of things, you're going to feel more confident as a mom and you're going to be able to soothe your baby that much easier because when you're able to bond with baby and connect right now during your pregnancy, it's only going to translate on the other side to just being that much more connected and be able to have them calm and soothe. It's a really important thing. So head on over to drj.warren.com slash CWB. That's connecting with baby and you can learn all about it. Let me introduce Michelle to you a little bit more, and then we'll switch over to our conversation. Raised in Texas, Michelle enjoyed a down-home Southern upbringing, discovering a passion for food and cooking early on while spending time with her grandmother in the kitchen. After moving to New York City and finding inspiration in the health and wellness world, she deepened her culinary interest, learning as much as she could about nutrition. When the first of her three boys was born, Michelle was lucky enough to take a year off from work to spend with him and, of course, make all of his baby food herself. Fast forward a couple years, and Michelle was back at her high-pressure job working typical New York City hours. With her second son now ready to eat solids and refusing to feed him jarred baby food, Michelle found herself using valuable weekend hours pureeing baby food instead of spending time with her boys. It was time for a career change. Michelle left a corporate job to launch the country's premier baby food nutrition plan delivery service called Little Spoon. Michelle believes strongly that every child deserves the most fresh and nutritious food possible. Now, with three healthy little foodies of her own, Pierce, Rylan, and Brandt, Michelle sees Little Spoon as the perfect opportunity to continue her mission and bring fresh baby food to growing children nationwide. In her spare time, you can find Michelle hanging out with her boys, running in Central Park, traveling the world, and culinary adventuring around New York City. So with that, let me switch over to my conversation with Michelle. All right, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you today. I know. Well, it was a couple of months ago that we you know, started chatting. It was a mutual friend of ours, Mark, who's involved with uh, Expectful.com, who'd been on the, the podcast, who connected with us. And you have a little spoon company that's not so little anymore. We're going to be talking about that. You're um, <laughs> national all over the place. But really what we're going to be talking about is how do we feed our kids healthy and still still stay sane at the same time when they're first starting their solids? And you have a great, great story that um, just, you know, is that perfect entrepreneurial story, but also as a mom, like wanting to make a difference in the world. So share a little bit about that, how you started off and got to the point now where you have this national brand. Yeah, sure. Um, well, so I guess I'll, I'll give a little color on my background. Um, that's maybe more in depth than my bio, but, uh, you know, born and raised in Texas and moved to New York. And, um, I was, I was a quite young mom. Um, I had my first son just shy of my 24th birthday, um, here in, in New York city. Um, and, you know, it was, it was an interesting experience being a, a young mom in New York. Um, it was, it was kind of lonely, I guess you could mm. say, just because a lot of women in New York tend to wait much later. Um, so, you know, I didn't have any friends that were going through the changes I was. So, um, you know, I really threw myself into my son and, um, just making sure that he had everything he needed. So, 
Um, I've always loved food. I've loved cooking. Uh, finding out where food comes from has always been very important to me. Um, so when it was time to start feeding my son, um, I really loved walking through the Union Square Green Market and talking to the farmers and, um, you know, picking out the produce. And it, it was such an exciting time to introduce food to my son. Um, but inevitably moms get busy and being a short order chef 24 seven is pretty much impossible <laughs> yeah. for everyone. I mean, at, at, at some point, even the most amazing mom that makes all the food all the time is going to get sick and run down one day. Right. So right. I, I, I wanted to take a look at what was available on store shelves just to have a backup. And, um, when I started looking into it, I was just completely shocked. Um, when you find out how the food is produced, you know, we're talking about food being cooked at over 500 degrees Fahrenheit and, um, just absolutely destroying the nutrients in the food. Um, and then finding out that, you know, in order to prevent the food from spoiling, they have to put a very large quantity of fruit into the blends. So essentially, you know, you read these labels and it says something fabulous like spinach and peas and pear. But then when you turn around and read the ingredient list, it would say pear, peas and spinach. Um, the FDA requires that you always list the largest ingredient first. So, um, I, I just realized, okay, this is a complete sugar bomb and, uh, there's basically no nutri nutrition in it. So this is not acceptable. Um, I am lucky in that I have always been comfortable in a kitchen. I really enjoy cooking. Um, it is my number one go-to for de-stressing, but I think the vast majority of busy parents, um, in, you know, the world that that's not exactly what they would call, um, you know, the, their ideal way to de-stress is cooking in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> they don't do anything not to cook. Right. So <laughs> I thought it was insane that like, if, you know, I'm even having a hard time feeding my kid, um, then certainly there's other people out there doing that. So at the time I was working in, you know, corporate world and did a little research and some roundtable discussions. And ultimately, over several months of contemplating, decided to leave and pursue launching a, a fresh baby food company. Um, I have several co-founders who are majorly instrumental to helping this big idea come to fruition. Um, but as a team, we came together and we really tried to think long and hard about how to make this um, not just convenient, but also effective for parents. So um, as we started developing our recipes, you know, we realized this isn't just developing the palate for the child. This isn't just making sure they're exposed to tons of different, you know, ingredients, vegetables, fruits, grains, herbs, and spices. It also is about the nutritional element. So um, we realized there's a lot of parents out there who know okay, I want to expose my kids to as much as possible. I want them to be advanced eaters down the road. But how do I know what I'm giving them is the appropriate nutrients and vitamins for what they need right now? So we then, you know, over the past, I guess, five, six months, as we've perfected and reperfected and expanded our menu, we've evolved into something called the Little Spoon Blueprint. So when someone comes to littlespoon.com to sign up, they enter in um, all sorts of different data points. So how 
um, tall is your baby? How big is their head circumference? What is their weight? What type of developmental milestones have they reached at this point? Are they pushing themselves up? Are they rolling over? Are they babbling? So we enter in all this information and then together with our uh, pediatric nutrition council, where we have um, pediatricians and dietitians, we came up with customized meal plans specifically tailored to the child and at what developmental stage they are in. So we've optimized the food and the combinations of meals to ensure that your baby is getting all the nutrition and vitamins that they need at that point in time to make them, or or to, I guess, help them develop in the best way possible and then ultimately setting them up with a really fantastic foundation as they move into you know the toddler years, adolescence, and then into adulthood. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> That's fascinating. I had no idea that you could do that kind of customized meal plan. What's an example of like nutrients or types of foods that at a different milestone a, a kid would need versus at a, at a different one? Can you give one example? Sure. So, um, iron is very important for muscle development. So, you know, when babies are learning to push up, roll over, crawl, sit up, you know, uh, cruise, and then ultimately start walking, you know, iron is really important. Um, vitamin D is another big one just for overall general health. Um, so there's different vitamin, there's 24 different macro and micronutrients, um, that are needed in, in balance. And, um, at certain points in progression, you may need a little bit more of one than another. Um, but ultimately, you know, we've come up with a plan and so it's, I guess, like nurturing different systems. So whether it's the immune system or the digestive system, brain health and bone health, um, all sorts of, of different um, factors are involved. Right. That's, that's amazing because it, it ties in with variety, right? Because I'm sure that... I can speak as a parent, like I am not comfortable in, well, I'm comfortable in the kitchen. I don't love being in the kitchen. I'm not a de-stressed in the kitchen. I'm stressed in the kitchen, especially I'm trying to cook (laughs) with a kiddo, but Effie, thankfully, and for my son, Nico as well, like she's like you, she loves being in the kitchen. She's really interested in nutrition and like, but as you said, going back to the beginning of it, she got really overwhelmed with making all of Nico's foods. And what you tended to do is make the ones either that you like where the kid really likes or that's easy to make and that can restrict the variety of things. And I think that whole concept of developing a kid's palate, I think is really interesting and one that a lot of parents, when I'm talking with um, them about, you know, entering or starting solids um, with kids that don't really think about that. They kind of think of like, all right, let's just try and get something down him, you know? Um, But I love that you even talk about entering spices in, you know, because a lot of times it's like, all right, let's make a spinach puree and see if I like that or carrots or pear or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's such an adventure and we, my team and I, we have so much fun when we go into the kitchen, <laughs> with our advisory council and start playing and, and mixing things together. But, um, but you're so right. I, I think, you know, a lot of parents say, oh gosh, like I look at the price that baby food costs. I mean, how expensive is it to just mash up a banana or an avocado? Well, sure. Of course that's, that's cheap. It's easy. And like, Bananas are such an amazing, you know, on the go food, especially for babies. But at a certain point, too many bananas 
are too many bananas, you right. know, so, like we need to make sure to get some other stuff in there. And the cool thing we do at Little Spoon is um, we actually have now our menu consists of 25 different meals at any given time. So there's 25 different flavors. We do rotate them seasonally. Mm. So um, depending on the time of year, obviously we're, we're purchasing our ingredients locally and with the season. So it does rotate. But at any given time, there's 25 different meals available. Um, but in those 25 different meals that are on our menu at any given time, we use um, over 80 different ingredients. Mm. So whether it's fruits, veggies, herbs, spices, greens, um, and that is something that a lot of parents, when they set out to start making their own baby food, they don't think about the variety and the commitment you have to make as a parent making your own food at home. If you really want to work hard and expand that palate and ensure they're getting, you know, all the nutrition they need, you're making a serious commitment. It's like almost running a restaurant at that <laughs> point, you know, um, so it's it's funny. We have a, a great article on our, our website, um, and it, it's titled The Real Cost of Making Your Own Baby Food. And, um, you know, hopefully some of your listeners will pop over and take a quick read. But, you know, on a high level, it really dives into all the factors that parents don't think about um, when they ultimately assume making your own baby food. And, you know, the number one thing you lose is time yep. and, uh, you know, it's time grocery shopping, planning the menu, of course, peeling and chopping and cooking. Um, but then also when it, when you take it the step further into nutrition, that's a lot of research that you have to do, um, to ensure that your baby's getting everything they need. And we have a fun little list and it's like, here's all the great things you could be doing if you're not making your own food. And the number <laughs> one thing that I, that's there which is true is sleep. I was just going to say it <laughs> has to be sleep, right? <laughs> or you could take a shower or have a conversation with your partner, you know, like the list goes on. Right. right. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really funny because I think a lot of people just assume, Oh, well I'll make it myself. It's not so hard. That's true, but you definitely have to step up and, and commit to much more than I think a lot of people realize. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and from personal experience too, like I was just saying, like Effie was really committed to it much more so than I was. And, you know, I'm on board, obviously I want my kiddo to be healthy. And, but honestly, like with all the amount of work that was being done and this was four years ago. So like, man, I wish uh, we had that back then. <laughs> I would have totally right. been on board with Little Spoon, but it, it really was the time. The, the other part of waste too is like, you know, you overbuy and then all yep. these like beautiful, like organic, more expensive uh, vegetables are going down or it's like, all right, we all have to eat a lot of like kale today because it's all going yeah. bad. Um, Absolutely. That's a big, that's a great point. Um, you know, you buy a three pound butternut squash and then you get three bites in and you realize your kid absolutely hates <laughs> butternut squash. Right. Well, what's happening to the rest of that, right. you know? And yeah, you do end up throwing quite a bit away. It's, it's hard to, to know the right amount to buy for sure. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you're just starting off, like it's, it's amazing, like how, you have to fine tune things. And then, you know, with your toddler or not your toddler, but your babies, like they have days where they just don't eat much. And then other days we're eating everything in sight and it's hard to, it's hard to manage all of that. And I think kind of going back to like what I was most interested in. Um, I mean, one, I know that your products are really solid nutritionally, but the time saver I think is, 
is a huge factor because a lot of the parents that listen to this show and that I work with are really committed to good nutrition. They know that they want to do that. It's just, they start off in like the first month gangbusters and then all of a sudden the reality sets in and then all of a sudden like other things are sliding in and they, parents feel a little guilty about that. I mean, we feel guilty about a million different things, (laughs) but if this is something that could be taken off the plate as something of, okay, I know I'm going to have this delivered it's going to be fresh it's going to be healthy and it's going to be you know developing my kids palate like it, it's everybody can use time savers and i think this is a is a, a really important one absolutely and i'm i'm so glad you brought up that point because um you know, of course, like the core of what Little Spoon is all about is providing fresh, nutritious food to babies everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But when you take it a step further, um, you know, another layer of of creating Little Spoon and a motivating factor for me as a mom of three um, was really trying to permiss parents from the perfectionism of parenthood, Mm -hmm. giving them space to take one thing off of their plate. Um, you know, the, the mom shaming, and I don't know if there's a lot of dad shaming going on. I'm not a dad, so I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I see an unbelievable amount of mom shaming going on on social media. And I think so much of that comes from, you know, seeing these perfect Instagram feeds of, this beautiful mom who's, you know, has her hair perfectly blown out and she's in high heels and, um, looks amazing. And she's hand making her baby's food and it's gourmet every single day. And so of course, you know, this pressure, you know, moms see it and they put the pressure on themselves or dads see it or, you know, whatever the case is. And I just, I guess my passion is just permissing people from being perfect and saying, it's okay. You can go do a million other things or you could spend time with your kid, but we're the expert when it comes to baby food. So like, let us do our job and then you get time back Mm -hmm. and go, go just enjoy being a parent and, and give, give some time back to yourself. Uh, because we all know that's a majorly short supply after your baby's born. Right. And, you know, there's that element of, okay, finally baby's asleep. I could rest or do something else, but, you know, I'm going back in the kitchen, right? And, you know, preparing these food. And it's a labor of love, of course. You know, parents do it. It Just, again, the time saver and, you know, the quality of life, like coming back to things, I think is, is definitely something I think people should consider. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Well, and I love your picture that you have on your site about the difference between like a fresh mango, the little spoon mango that shows up and then the mango pouch. They're all worlds different, you know, the literally what you, it is. I mean, you think of like looking at it right now, like just the bright mango you think of when you cut one open and how delicious it is. And then, you know, the mango pouch is brown, you know, and that, that can't be healthy. No, I mean, I touched on it before about, you know, the extreme heat that it goes through. But the funny thing is a lot of these um, shelf stable baby food companies, they use uh, pre-made purees. Um, So they're, they're produced and freeze dried, um, essentially, and then they're shipped in bricks to the production facilities where they're reconstituted. Um, And, and then, 
like they pour water into it and this freeze dried brick kind of turns back into the puree and then they blend it in these massive machines and then they load it into the pouch itself and cook it again in a steam tunnel. Um, you know, and it, you give pause. I mean, these pouches were, are manufactured in Asia and they're lined in foil. So who knows what's in that foil that's being reheated right. that, you know, sitting in and, and then the, you know, a lot of parents that are, are cognizant of nutritional needs for babies or want to do the best for them and, and are contemplating cooking their own baby's food, they're conscious of, you know, the, their impacts, right? So of our packaging is, um, completely recyclable and these pouches are not recyclable at all. They go straight to a landfill. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that people just don't know. And these big, these big companies pay a lot of money to make sure that we don't know what's going on behind the curtain. Right. I can imagine, um, right? so, you know, we're not, we're not out here to take, take down the big guys or anything like that, but we're simply just trying to offer a better option for parents and um, so that they can rest easy at night right. knowing that right. their baby's getting the, exactly what they need. Well, in a practical sense too, like when you're ordering from Little Spoon, like how, I mean, you don't have to go through all like the distribution techie stuff, but like how, how is it possible that the stuff being shipped to the house, say, I don't know where it's manufactured, is that much more... Uh, fresh and healthy is it a different processing or is it like made quick and then shipped out quick or both yeah no that's a great question so everything is made to order so um, our production facility is in southern california and um, we specifically picked out this location because year-round we have access to some of the most fresh and um you know, abundant, um, organic produce selections. Um, it, the weather's fantastic and there's, you know, a lot of great produce going there year round. So we're <laughs> That's lucky. Why I live here. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're lucky because, um, you know, number one, our ingredients are traveling a very short distance to get to, to us. And, um, and then everything's made by hand. So mm -hmm. we're not using cylinders that are processing hundreds of thousands of gallons of puree at a time. Literally, like we have people in there handling the produce by hand, chopping, peeling, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, but everything is made and then it's packaged and shipped out within one or two days. And then um, our, our products go out either via uh, FedEx or on track, depending on which part of the country you're in. And um, it takes either one or two days to get to you. Wow. So, I, I mean, sure, it's not as fresh as you standing in the kitchen and making it and immediately giving it to your child. But um, comparing it to shelf stable baby food that can last for two or three years, it is a mm. drastic improvement. Yes. <laughs> as an alternative for parents to go to. Wow. Well, and, you know, I think uh, another point that we had talked about this before, I just wanted to make sure our listeners heard it too, is, you know, it doesn't mean that you're just going to be only doing little spoon foods if you were to do little spoon, right? It just is something that can take an edge off of things. So you can still prepare your baby's food yourself and have fun doing that. It's just not being so um, burdened by it. If it's, if it becomes burdening, it can be a, a helpful hand that way. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we, we are a subscription service. Um, so we offer three different plans and you can select one, two or three meals per day. And then we bundle them into a two week shipment. Um, so when it arrives at your house, if you're doing a one meal per day plan, you would have 14 meals. Um, and then you pop them into the refrigerator and use them as needed. And, um, you know, we, we tell our families just as long as everything's consumed within 14 days, you're good. Uh, anything that's left over should be discarded. Okay. Um, and then anything that you open should be consumed within 24 hours. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, and to your point, I think you brought up a fantastic um, scenario in that, you know, maybe there's a mom or dad who they work and they really enjoy making breakfast in the morning and they love, you know, making the dinner at night. But during the day, the, the baby's with a caregiver or in daycare and just having the peace of mind that the meal that they're having in the middle of the day is you know, nutritionally full and delicious and fresh is a peace of mind that you have. That's fantastic. Well, in our last um, minutes here, Michelle, tell them how um, people can find you and um, where to learn more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us at littlespoon.com and there's all sorts of beautiful, fun pictures that tell you all about us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, social media is really fun. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all the usuals. And our handle is at little spoon. Okay. And I'll make sure that uh, link is there in the show notes. And I'll also put a link directly to that real cost of making your own baby food article. So um, listeners, awesome. if you're interested in that, they can just click right over to it. It makes it really easy. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you. So in our last questions here, like what's the major take home message you'd like our listener to take away from today's discussion? You know, um, I would say the one thing that just, as a parent, you need to do what works best for you, right? If you're stressed out and if you're anxious, and this doesn't just apply to feeding your baby, this really goes for anything, right? Like picking out a stroller or picking a preschool for your child. Um, we are so on um, electronics all the time that I think as parents, we're stepping away from our intuition and from our gut feels. And we're forgetting what it's like to tap back into that so I always tell parents, you know, stop and have check-ins with yourself on a physical level because a lot of times your gut feel is right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that parent's intuition or mom's intuition. Um, and to, to constantly tap back into that um, as you move through any struggle in parenthood or any, you know, decision you have to make. And I've found that my gut feel my intuition is always right. And I'm now 10 years into parenthood with three boys. So um, <laughs> I've had my fair share of decision making. <laughs> right. And your fair share of noise to uh, squash out the intuition to come through sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And what about for little babies that might be listening along with? I always love asking that question to my guests. Like what's one little piece of wisdom you like to whisper in their ear or a message? Absolutely. It is uh, to always follow your highest excitement. It mm -hmm. will always serve you. 
Mm, I love that. Well, Michelle, congratulations on Little Spoon. Congratulations on going national last week um, at the time of this recording. Um, I think I think you're doing amazing things. Like It's a piece of making parenthood that much easier and obviously in a really impactful way because you're helping our kids be healthier nutritionally and also then allowing uh, <laughs> mom and dad to be a little more sane doing so. So I appreciate your time here. Thank you for being on and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about this episode and other natural childbirth and parenting topics, please visit us at capwellnesscenter.com or message us on our Facebook page with any questions you might have. We here at the Cap Wellness Center look forward to helping you and your family be as happy and healthy as you can be.